You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. Woo! Woo! This is the podcast that looks at some of your favorite cult films. As an alcoholic beverage. That's me. Shows us someone who's not seen them. She's not here today. Not here. <laughs> then we talk about it. I'm your Native American Pop Culture Spirit Guide, and I'm joined, um, Scotty, and I'm joined by, as always, your Lady of Libation, Stephanie, Countess Stephanie. Our. Um, yeah. Uh, Jellicle Jester is on assignment uh, way far away from here, so she's on vacation, so she's will not be joining us tonight. Uh, but however, we still have our our uh, peasant, our <laughs> producer Caleb over the back. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any special titles, so so so. Well, I mean, oh, producer Caleb's pretty special. Yeah, you know that's I mean, pretty good. He, I mean, he is special, but not like but like, <laughs> like, 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 compared you know, to us, we're he's not royalty. We're not royalty. royalty. Yeah. yeah, all right. So. Uh, you can uh, rate, rate and subscribe to, uh, to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. I suggest Apple. Um, but seriously, rating and, and, and writing reviews does help us out, so please do that. Do it. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cantina. You can talk to us there. Um, if you want to see our smiling faces, you can go to youtube.com slash network and you can watch the episode that we are recording now. Yay. Uh, this episode was picked by a fan. Yes, it was. Yep. Like way before COVID. <laughs> a long time ago. And I can't believe we are just now getting around to watching we, it. We just got COVID and we got busy mm-hmm. and there were other movies and it just got crazy. But we kept having to punt it. But finally, it's we are here and we are very French. Yep. <laughs> we, we are seeing our very first foreign film yep. on the list. Um, we have seen uh, 1995's cult classic, City of Lost Children. Indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by Mark Caro and uh, Jean-Pierre Jeunet. You did pretty good with those French names. Thank you. You're welcome. Written by Giles Adrian, Mark Caro, and Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Jean-Pierre Jeunet, can you, do you know what his very next film was? Um, after this one? After this one. Did he do that crazy labyrinth movie? No, that's uh, Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I don't know. Uh, Caleb, do you know? Caleb's like looking really hard because I, I, I remember because I while watching the I, movie, I, I will say stuff up I, like I will you. give hints and yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Ron Perlman is also in it. Okay. Uh, Dominique Pion, who played the clones in this, right, is also in it. It is also the fourth of a major franchise. Oh, see that. Did I, not... I would say it's fourth. I think it's the last of the major franchise. Uh, aliens. Yes. Resurrection. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. That's... Yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. I remember the clone guy. Be I don't remember Ron Perlman yeah, in that he, movie. He's part he's of the mercenaries. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's part of that. And, and the clone crew. guy's in the wheelchair, the motorized yeah. wheelchair yeah. chair in the thing. Yeah, she's I part, remember him in he's that. Part, yeah, Ron Perlman's part of that Merc crew that watched when during the scene when she clone Sigourney flips the basketball. Right, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's her and I say one of the writers in that movie mm-hmm. and the guy who played uh, Top Hat. That, and, yeah, um, the crow was in that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and so I had. Okay, but it was so. City of Lost Children didn't do well, but it was it was kind of a critical hit, Miss Darling. It was like weird enough, yeah. And so because it went, uh, it went to like different, like to a, uh, it went on the little tour thing, right? Like, and where, so yeah. it it did well enough for Fox to go, hey, do you want to come make an alien movie? There you go. And he was like, I will take your American money to make an alien movie. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. It was uh, which was written by Josh Whedon, and then sort yeah. of quiet, yeah. you know, and then yeah. it was a. a Ripped apart and turned into what we got. All right. It, speaking of uh, people who started, we have already mentioned Ron Perlman as one, mm-hmm. which I we talked a little bit 
during this why he wouldn't call it un. Yeah, un. Un, because that's one in French. And yeah, yeah, that didn't make sense to me, but okay. Uh, Danielle Emmickfork as Crank. 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 Mm. Uh, Judith Vedette as Miette. She was adorable. Dominic Pian as the uh, Lee Sharp Dider, or also the the clones, and he's lots mm-hmm. of things. Jean-Claude Dreyfus as uh, Marcello, and Odie Mallet and Muriel Mosse as the octopus. There you go. There's all also other French people in that, but yeah. to where I'm cutting it off. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of French people I mean, in this. Movie. I barely can speak and English. All, I mean, you got you got all you got all the major players. Really, I did. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't know if anybody really knows these people. So uh, <laughs> normally in this section we would do fun facts, but our fun fact lady is in uh, on vacation. So I want to play a game. Okay, let's play a game. <laughs> it's called WTF We Just Watched. <laughs> <laughs> and before I get into the sermon, I just kind of want to see your interpretations of this movie. And then I'll read the sermon. Cause, and I, I, I normally write out my sermons based okay. about mm-hmm. what I watch. I... No idea. So I went to Wiki and ripped the the Wiki plot from this, and I want to see how close we are okay. to to what the actual story is according to Wikipedia. Okay. But uh, whatever, whoever wants to start to play, W two F. I I think I can't play because I I read the Wiki. Well, no, you. I mean, I can I can start because I didn't read the Wiki. All right. Yeah. So let's just do that. Okay. So to me this movie is about a futuristic kind of post-apocalyptic kind of civilization um there are a lot of orphan children and um they in order to survive they are working as thieves in this little you know thief ring that's controlled by the octopus who is an ex-carnival person um and there's this religious cult that uh, the Cyclops, mm-hmm. and they are um, like ultra, ultra, ultra fanatical, and they are stealing the children. But there's this other dude, he's a mad scientist, and he has these, he apparently can't dream. And he's upset by this. So he has this deal with this cult that um, if they steal children for him and give him the children, then they will, like, you know, give him the tech that'll help him see this mechanical way or whatever, which is part of their religious cult. So there's this trade going on. Meanwhile, this mad scientist who has, who has a bunch of clones and, and this brain in an aquarium and um, a very small lady and all this, um, they are using these children to try to you know, come up with this way to help him dream by connecting him to the kids and getting their brain waves and all of that going on. Well, you find out that he's not the man who created all of that. There is another mad scientist, which you find out later that he's been living kind of underwater because he um, apparently was dumped off in the water and left for dead. And so... You know, he's not dead, but he lost his memory, so he's been living down there. Well, so you've got 
this big strong man that's working at whatever local carnival freak show, whatever is going on, who has an adopted little baby brother who happens to get stolen by the Cyclops people. And he goes to find him and runs into this group of thief children and gets help from one of the girls who, weirdly enough, thinks, I think she falls in love with him, which is kind of creepy. This kind of what I got from it. But yeah, <laughs> I, got, I have thoughts. Yeah. yeah so so there's that going on and he like, you know, stresses to her, know your little sister and all this kind of stuff. So they go on this mad adventure to find the little brother and track him down to the mad scientist. But she they both get caught and try to get killed. And this is by the octopus and her henchman. And um, anyway, so she falls into the water, and he's rescued. And so the mad scientist saves her, the one that doesn't remember who he is. But then she finds something that she releases, and he gets his memory back. And then he goes and tries to basically take out his creations and, and whatnot. All in the meantime, you've got the one and the little girl trying to rescue the baby brother, ends up rescuing all the kids, and then <laughs> the lab explodes, and that's that. All right, so here, Kyle's close, close you were. Okay. I'd say night. I'd say pretty I, close. I, 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 would, I would score a B. Yeah. A so B? A good, good B. She, she had a better understanding than yeah. I did. Okay. All right. Kronk. A highly intelligent but malicious being created by a vanished scientist is unable to dream, which causes him to age prematurely. At his lair on an abandoned oil rig, which he shares with the scientist's other creation, six childish clones, a dwarf named Martha, and a brain and a vat named Irvin. He uses a dream extracting machine to steal dreams from children. The children are kidnapped for him by, from a nearby port by a cyborg cult called the Cyclops, who he exchanges supplies with mechanical eyes and ears. Among the kidnapped is uh, Denry, the adopted little brother of Carnival Strongman One. He was played by Ron Perlman. After the carnival manager is stabbed by a mugger, one is hired by a criminal gang of orphans run by a conjoined twin pair called the Octopus. To help them steal a safe. The theft is successful, but the safe is lost in the harbor when the one is distracted by seeing uh, Denry's can kidnappers. He, together with the orphans, a little girl called Miette, follows the Cyclops and infiltrate their headquarters, but they are captured and sentenced to execution. Meanwhile, the Octopus orders circus performers Marcello to return one to them. He uses his trained fleas, which inject a poison capsule that causes mindless aggression, to turn the Cyclops guards against each other. While Marcello is rescuing one, Miette falls in the harbor and sinks, seemingly drowned, but an amnesiac diver living beneath the harbor rescues her. This is this movie. All right. See, there you go. Pretty, I'm pretty spot yeah. on so yeah. far. Miette leaves the diver... Uh, Divers layer to find one and Marcello both drowning their sorrows in a bar. Upon seeing Miet alive, oh, I forgot about the bar. Your remorseful mm -hmm. Marcello lets one you have thoughts leave uh, leave with her. However, the octopus confronts them on the pier and uses Marcello's stolen fleas to turn one against Miet. A spectacular spectacular chain of events triggered by one of Miet's tears. It's the craziest Rube Goldberg machine <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, to a sh leads to a ship crashing into the pier before one can throttle her. Marcello arrives and sets the fleas on the octopus, allowing one of Miette to escape and to continue the search for Denry. 
Back on Crocs. Oil Craig. <laughs> Irving tricks one of the clones into releasing a plea for help in the form of a bottled dream, telling the story of what's going to happen, what is going to happen on the oil rig. It reaches one, Miet and the diver. And the later, latter remembers that he was once the scientist who made them, and the oil rig was his laboratory before Croc and Martha attacked him and pushed him off and take it from themselves, leaving him dead in the water. They are all they're all coverage on the rig. The divers destroy um they all converge on the rig, the diver to destroy it, and the duo to rescue Renee. So, team up. Miet is almost killed by Martha, but the diver harpoons her, and it's my favorite line in the thing. Uh, I'm allergic to steel. <laughs> <laughs> Does it hurt? Yes, I'm allergic to steel. Mm. Um, she then finds Denry asleep and cranks string extracting machine, and Irving tells her to release him. She must use the machine, enter the dream himself. Uh, herself in the dream world, she meets Crank and me, uh, makes a deal with him to replace the boy as the source of her dream. Crank f- uh, falls, fears a trap, but plays along, believing that he can be in control. Miet then uses her imagination to control control the dream and turn it into an infinite loop, destroying Crank's mind. One Miet rescue all the children, while the now deranged diver loads the rig with dynamite and straps himself to one of his legs. The diver regains his senses as everyone is rowing away and pleased with the remaining creations to come and back and rescue him. But a seabird lands on the handle of a blasting machine, blowing them up and the rig. The end. I just got a B because I've. Uh, I, I was pretty pretty. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd bump that. <laughs> I'd bump that. You're pretty good. Yeah. I I. There's a lot of it. I, like. I this movie is. Stunningly beautiful. Yeah, like except for those fleas. That that CGI is a little rough. But yeah. it's 1995. Yeah, it's but 95. even for 95. No, like, no, even for 95, it's great. I mean, like, look, we are we are four years from the Matrix. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's see, CGI 95. What did we get? We had 94. We had Forrest Gump was probably the best thing that we had. Yeah. Uh, 92. We had or 91. We had the the polymorph Terminator. Mm-hmm. And and then that's it. The rest of it is like shitty CGI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so uh, I for for what it was, ninety five. Yeah, I thought it, it was didn't great. bother me at all. Didn't bother it me. Didn't like, bo- I didn't. It even... didn't bother me, but I just noticed it. It was yeah, one of those. Yeah, things. Yeah, I didn't honestly didn't even notice it. Um, but there's a lot of um. I mean, it's a it's kind of steampunky. Yeah, it is. Um, so the it was, ideas it was are really good. Steampunky. Before steampunky really took off, or what? Yeah, or did it's it? like yeah, it's yeah, it's, very, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like just barely before steampunk really like became right. big, right? So here's here's my as someone who really enjoyed it and understood it, yeah. Pretty, I mean, like as it was going, it's like I got it. I did not care for the Cyclops group because they really didn't have a purpose, no. in my opinion, because they could have had. They could have easily have made a deal with the octopus who already had a bunch of children mm-hmm. to get get the kids from her and not have to worry about the middleman of the of the which it seemed like it seemed like the octopus and Kronk's group was already kind of in cahoots the way it right, came off right so other than you know the director or the writer just saying we need one more really weird element about this movie let's just throw this in here to me they could have just done away with the the cyclops altogether because i just thought they were stupid personally other than that it all just made sense um I, I like the Cyclops. I don't think they were dumb. I don't. I don't think they were necessary. They, yeah, that's where I am yeah, with yeah, it. I, guess, I like I the guess, idea, but they were just not necessary yeah, for the plot. Maybe that they were just out of place to me. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you know, I get this and I get this and get this, and it's like really, 
<laughs> it, it, like I said, it was just yeah. weird. I, I did like the the Cyclops. The head the head Cyclops guy was interrogating the one guy and was taking the, the popping the the, yep. the yeah. ox cable out of his head so he couldn't see, and then plugging his own ox cable so while he was killing him, he get to see his own death yeah. with, with the other dude's eyes, which was crazy. That was really <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, I like how a lot of the problem solving, though, for them was just like, oh, let's just make a really loud noise and then we can escape. Right. Let's talk about the relationship between <laughs> Minette and the one. Oh, yeah, Miette. Yeah. Yeah, Miette's yeah, really into the one. one. <laughs> it was creepy. Yeah. Right. Like, she seemed, number but, one, she seemed a lot more mature than her age, anyway. Which is something that's brought up between her and the other kids that are part of the what, what i like to call the oliver twist group the little, yeah, oh yeah the is, little rascals they're definitely the oliver twist group they're, yeah they're, 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 we're just missing an artful dodger we're just like yeah that's well, it yeah um like the octopus is fagin and then right um it's yeah yeah I, I would think in her situation she would be she you know she'd had to grow up fast yeah you know, living on the street doing. Whereas know. the boys still seem very immature comparatively, and though. Girls mature, but that's boys anyway. just the thing. Yeah, right. th- th- we need a good smart leader, so she, she works <laughs> out. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's got this weird uh, tension with yeah. one. because on top of that, one <laughs> uncomfortable also, and inappropriate. Because yeah. on top of that, one kind of has this childlike mindset. Like he's not. I don't feel like he understands everything fully. Well, he's he's simple. He's yeah. a very you know. Let's just say he's simple minded, but you know he's got he's got this you know nature that he wants to take care. Yeah, you know, he's good. Like he's at the brother. end of the day, he's good and kind hearted. Yeah, right. And then with her, it's like okay, well you're my you, you know basically you're my little sister now, so I'll take care of you. And mm-hmm. she did not look happy about no, that. No, no. Well, it's weird too because like so when one goes to the bar after he thinks Miette's dead, right. <laughs> The the lady who he kind of hooks up with uh-huh. kind of looks like an older Miette. and I'm like she's got some she favors and yeah. just like I it was a little weirdly on the nose for me and so I was like what is this guy trying to what is what are the storyteller trying to to say yeah. right, right. is there something to this I didn't I didn't also didn't find one simple I I, I, I didn't find him smart but I didn't think he was like well, I don't mean he's yeah. like no no I, he's smarter than Forrest Gump but yeah. But I'm not, I'm not. I know what love is, Jenny. <laughs> but he's not a rocket scientist. No, either. no, no. You know he's. <laughs> he, I mean, he apparently really, none of them are rocket scientists because they're. Yeah, they they think immediately. Oh, she fell in the water. Must be dead. Like we're not gonna look. We're not gonna dive in there to grab her. Yeah, she must but, be dead. But to be fair, I'd be like. <laughs> I'm not going in that water. She's tied up in little. I don't think she can w- wiggle out of that. But they could have gone in. I don't know. I have a personal rule that if Did I you? can't see the bottom of the water, I'm not getting in it. But, and also, that water is kind of gross. Yeah, it looked. Yeah. It was green at first. I was like, I didn't think that was just water. I thought, oh, they're gonna die as soon as they hit the thing. Yeah. I didn't oh. think it was just. I didn't think it was like just plain water. Right. And then she falls in and she's alive, and I'm like, oh, it's just plain water. Why don't you go in there? I don't know if it's plain water. It's, it's but but like compared, yeah. right? It ain't, it ain't it ain't the cleanest water. I see. No, <laughs> it's funky. It's funky. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As the French would say, le funk. Le funky? <laughs> le funk. Kind of like um, uh, Mobile Bay. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of grody. Yeah. Kind of yeah. grody. Um, I like, again, I like the way it looks. I love the clone guys are funny. Mm-hmm. They are great. Now, he. I love how the brain, is, how Ur- Urban is kind of just 
pitting Uncle them. Irvin. Yeah, he's he's pitting them. He's like, oh yeah, you're you're the original. You're totally the original. They were. And they he's were like, and he knows up. what he's doing. Absolutely. Okay. Like, I enjoyed the clones. Um, they were great. And yeah. uh, uh, Martha, the 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 mm-hmm. little little assistant, I guess she is. What the is she? Assistant, and I guess she's slash lover of Kronk. Is yeah. she lo- Kronk's lover? I missed yeah. that part. Yeah, she because she'd referred to him as my love. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and it seems like they well, were. I just got creepier. Yeah, <laughs> I, I figured they were kind of a thing, and that's. Part of why, like, they were like, "Oh, we'll, we'll also, get rid of the original." The other guy. Yeah, because yeah. they were like, "Let's get rid of the original, and it'll just be us." Mm-hmm. Secret lovers. <laughs> That's what we are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a it was a strange movie. Also, but what's the thing? What's up with all the Santa imagery? <laughs> like, I was watching it, and my my mom comes in, and she's like. Is it take place at Christmas? I'm like, no. There's just a bunch there of Santa was imagery. A lot well, of creepy Santa imagery. So, so I took it as this. So, so when the kids dream, dream they yeah. always they're they're always dreaming of Santa. Like that's how the movie opens. The kids yeah, have a dream. That's how it starts. Yep. And like all these Santas show up, and it's like you would think that would be great. It, but it looks like a nightmare. And then it turns into this nightmare of just like, all these Santas show up, and they're all terrible. <laughs> and so it's terrifying. Kids at a certain age, and we all remember, yeah. and, and you have children, but mm-hmm. Santa's a big deal for children. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's trying, Kronk's trying to, uh, or Crank's trying to um, tap into to, to tr- some way making the kids trust him. So who's who's more trustworthy than Santa? Well, but, it keep, but he's so corrupt, yeah, it keeps backfiring. Yeah, the, like the kids can sense it. Right, and basically what it is is the machine... Whatever his to transfer the dreams doesn't work if they're nightmares. Right. Yep. So he was trying to do something lighthearted to make the kids happy. Right. So they would have a good dream yeah, instead of the nightmares. And that's why they have like the light music that they play. And then he gets upset when one of the clones messes up the music because children like, that was my music are naturally needed. scared of men with beards. Anyway, that's like been proven. like little like young children also like. Yeah. Oh, when the first time you see Santa, like a lot of the times, you're scared. The yeah. first terrified. Time. It's like, who is this dude? Yeah, like, but by the time they're three, they figured it out. Yeah, but also, These I imagine like, I don't think none of them were younger than three. But I also imagine yeah. in this in this future, like how many of these kids probably even know who Santa is? I mean, it's a weird situation. Here's these kids that have been kidnapped. They're you know kind of stuck in that room. They don't know what's going on. They don't really have any kind of you know, nurturing going on, and then you have this guy with a beard coming at them. Well, I I, I would say that I I would assume that the children knew who Santa is because there is a Christ in this yeah. universe. Because they do make the the, the, the yeah. thing about the Messiah, you know. Yeah, because they, they met a Messiah underwater. Yeah, because no, Messiah, the Messiah walks, walks on water. On water. Yeah. Right, but but on the flip side, if these are just little orphan children, they may not have ever had a Christmas. They're little poor orphan children, yeah. theoretically. Yeah, but some kids, somebody knows about Santa. Yeah, even poor orphan kids. Mm, Mia would have shared the stories. Somebody, yeah. somebody be like. Here's some Santa Claus stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Also, knows like like at the end when they when they get um um Dury, um, uh, Denry, uh the other kids are like they get younger. They're just like they're like really small children. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like I don't even want to deal with all that. Why why are we dealing with all these small the babies the babies? There's like lots of little babies. And that kid was so cute, Denry. Yeah, he was adorable. Yeah. The way and like always eating. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. Um, but. Yeah, and then they they just figure, let's not worry about the carnival boss, though. He's dead. 
We're yeah. not going to try to get his. Oh, yeah. There's... We're not going to try to help out his problem by getting revenge. We're just going to worry about Donry. Yeah. Well, which, Donry? I, 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 which I guess goes back to one being kind hearted. He's not looking for revenge. He's just no. looking to save his brother. He wants his, his brother. little brother. Yep. Just want to save his brother. And if he can save his brother, that's great. Yep. Um, I it's a it's a weird movie. It's um, it's a little dense, but one, I I started to, it. It took me a good half of the film to get into it. Yeah. I I and so but but once I hit like the second act, I was kind of following. Yeah. Because it. it was like because it's it throws a lot of information up front, mm-hmm. and you, there's a lot of things you have to just kind of accept about this world. Also, the the hiccup is that I'm, I'm I'm American and it's a French film, so I've got this other layer of like I've, I've got to read the subtitles for the and, and hear the French and try to make sure everything in this kind of clicks. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it took a little while for me to get it. And then it started clicking. Then I was like, okay, I get what they're doing. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And I, I just like the world that's presented. It's a very fun, like very inter- I shouldn't say fun, yeah, but it's interesting a, world. It's an interesting, it's interesting world. world. It's fun to watch. Yes, that's what it is. Not I wouldn't want to be there. No, 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 no. But it's None fun to watch. Spot, huh? and, uh, but <laughs> give was, up your sight. <laughs> in about, I mean, about ten minutes in, I texted Scotty, going, "What in the world is this?" And then, like right after that, she was like, "I love this fucking it's movie." It's like this is great. It's like all of a sudden everything just made sense and it clicked mm-hmm. to me, and I. You know, I don't even remember reading subtitles. That's how into the film I was. And, of course, I did because I don't yeah. speak French. But um, I loved it. I loved Ron Perlman. It was so weird to see him looking like yeah, that. Yeah, like that was so what I noticed. Face. His face was so, like, yeah. He's so young. It's so weird. It was just so weird. I don't think he was that young in that either. No, he's, he's not. because like Yeah. But it looks like he's, cause like, he's 22. Because he's only a few years away from Blade Two. Like he's not that far off from right. It. No, and but Blade too, and he looks so much looking. older. Yeah, well, he had the facial hair, and you know, he was just a different look for him. But here, you know, in the, in having that soft kind of um, yeah, only seven personality years off. and and all of that. But I remember, well, of course, when he was in Beauty and the Beast, he was in makeup. So yeah, right. You know, I don't think I knew really what he looked like until Blade. So when this was released, he was forty-five. Because uh, yeah, he was born in fifty. Yeah. So he was your age. And yeah, so yeah, and so um, he doesn't look forty-five. No, no. Uh, he, lo- he looks I mean, so he, young. He, he looks, looks like probably he's in thirties, twenties, maybe twenties. Yeah, 20s. I can say twenties. Yeah, I say he's in his twenties. He looks in his twenties. And, and then I think good. the I think the red hair also helped oh, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, to make him look younger. Yeah, looks, which also was weird to me seeing him with red hair. It, it's just, yeah, I can't get over how baby-faced he was. So, now the girl who played Minette, M- Minette, Miet. whatever, Miet. Min- I don't speak Miet. French. Miet. Miet. I don't speak lot of, French. A lot of E's and Miet. T's. She was fantastic, acting-wise, yes. I thought, for her age. She was wonderful. In yeah. It. She actually, um, she acted a little bit more after this film, and then she went into costuming. So she's, okay. she does, uh, she still works in costuming over in France, and so she's still in the business, but she doesn't know longer acts. Well, that's a shame. It is a shame. But, you know, maybe she didn't like it. So Do what you love. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I want to say Miet means like Miet. meow or cat or something. Miet. I think it. You going to look it up? I'm on I, it. Right. He's on it. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> yeah, so. I wish we could find out why he was called the one instead of. Yeah, he said Un. Yeah. Uh, so Miet means crumb. 
crumb. crumb. Oh, that's cute. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a little a, crumb. A little crumb, yeah. Goes up there with Tadpole and yeah. the other weird kid names. Yeah. Little uh, crumb. Little crumb. Uh, you're a libation lady. Okay. Because this is a French film. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> How much French do you know? Not a lot. I have a nice brand new bottle of French absinthe oh, from you. France with the wormwood in it. And this is why I went ahead and took three glasses out. <laughs> I, I, I will. <sighs> and champagne. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. Yes. All right, look, 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 I... I I, I gave up drinking about a year ago almost now, and it's like, you were tempting me. Well, here's the thing. You can have a little bit, and you don't have to drink your whole glass. You know I'll finish it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll. So, because this is your favorite. This is literally my favorite drink. Um, I chose this drink um, for two reasons. Um, one, because it's your favorite. Thank you. But also, uh, I love absinthe, and I knew that it was French, and the... Something I had been craving because I was out of absinthe at home. So, also, uh, absinthe is known to make, you know, sometimes some people, you know, kind of see the little green fairy. Little, little green green yeah. fairy. And this movie was weird. <laughs> it so was. I figured, you know, let's have a weird drink to go with it. So, Woo. there goes the champagne. <laughs> I was so excited, so I get all my liquor. Do, do you remember what this this drink is called? Yes, Death in the Afternoon. I'm you, sorry. You missed that part. I missed you, the part. You, you, you oh, this is called a Death in the Afternoon. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, do you remember why? Er, Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, Ernest Her Hemingway story. was uh, an incredible drunk, especially later <laughs> in life. And before his suicide, he got to the point where alcohol just wasn't touching him. And so um, the rumor is, the story is, is that he drank this concoction of champagne and absinthe. And that was the only thing that could kind of um, get him going. Um, it is also called uh, Hemingway Champagne. Uh, claimed to be invented by Ernest Hemingway and, uh, and shares the name of Hemingway's book, uh, Death in the Afternoon, which is in 32. And... Um, the Breastwick was first published in So Red the Nose or Breath in the Afternoon, a 1935 cocktail book with contribution from famous authors. So for the recipe, basically, it's an ounce and a half of absinthe. Please use real absinthe. Don't, don't get that synthetic <laughs> crap because, you know, why? Why would you do that? So do you want Hemingway's original recipe? Yeah, his is probably more than an ounce and a half. <laughs> Pour one jigger absinthe into a champagne glass. Add ice champagne until it tends the proper opulent milkiness. Drink three to five of these slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you switch to the camera? Uh, yeah. The, the color on this is See just... See the color change? Um, yeah. Um, this is very potent. <laughs> yeah, this is... We're not playing with this. Yeah, I'm... I'm glad I'm doing another podcast. That uh, The Star Wars podcast later should be fun. <laughs> okay. oh, are you going to come? I was going to come to you. Also... 
I chose my uh, champagne glasses that have the little octopus oh, tentacles for, for because um, of the underwater scenes and yeah, the octopus the and eye. all that. Look at that. So there you go. There you go. Um, I was very excited. I get all of my liquor for the podcast at a um, kind of chill package. Right. And they have all kinds of uh, top shelf, is you know, and hard to find stuff. And in Mobile, all I've ever been able to find, absinthe-wise, is Lucid. Yeah. Which is, for me, like commercialized absinthe. Yeah. You know, so when I saw this, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Very exciting. Oh, I have to figure out what I'm celebrating today anyway, but <laughs> there cheers goes. to everyone. Cheers. Mm. Definitely a sipping drink over there, Caleb. I know. Uh, <laughs> Caleb, you ever had absinthe? Yep, I had. I, there was a birthday party for one of my friends, and we that's all we drank. Oh. And I was the last one up. <laughs> Everybody else passed out. Well... Uh, since Justina's not here today, and there's no way to close this bottle now that it's opened, you and I have to finish this bottle. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at now. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got excited. I did. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of tr- there's no a- apocrypha because yeah. they only they, the guys who made the movie made the movie, and so I don't have enough. And part of it's because it's foreign, so there's not as much info. I do have some bar trivia though, however. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did everyone knows how like the color scheme of this movie was just a little off? Yeah, yeah, because uh, it is. It's just a little weird, and so to achieve this for the actors, all the actors are made up in white face, and the color palette is corrected to turn into flesh tone. Oh, oh, so they 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 that's crazy, right? So they paint everybody in white, and then they changed it to to make it look like flesh, and so it gives it that kind of. It's weird. A, it's like almost waxy. Yeah, yeah, very waxy. That's what it. Yeah, that's yeah, what it looked like. Because the the film very much has this dreamlike look to it. It does. Um, the octopus are conjoined twins at the leg, but the actresses played them are not. Mm-hmm. A prosthetic third leg was designed and fitted to the actresses, but they could not walk while wearing it. This is why the octopus sisters do not walk in any shot of their whole body. I would have made it my mission to learn how to walk with that third leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this season on, on Cult Movie Cantina, we've had a lot of movies with people getting injured. Uh, you know, Mario Brothers, right. uh, The Matrix, uh, a few others. Uh, this one is added to that list as well. During the filming, Ron Perlman was bitten by the dog uh, with the pulley. And Judith Vedette. Uh, was bitten by a mouse with the magnet. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to remember the dog with the pulley. So, remember the dog? That's the uh, one so with the, the flea. No, the, yeah, the dog's got the pulley with the food on it, and so when he goes for the food, the, the, the pulley Oh, raises, that's right, the, the whole thing raises. with it. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, Ron Pullman was bitten by that dog. And <sighs> the other person was bitten by the mouse. Yeah, Miet. 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 The mouse bit Miet. Oh... Uh, while designing the costumes for the film, Jean-Paul Gaultier was showing Jean-Paul Jeunet uh, the materials and fabrics he was planning to use for the different costumes. Jeunet stopped him and informed Gaultier that um, the film's budget could not cover the cost, to which uh, Gaultier replied, Don't worry, I will pay for it. <laughs> How nice. <laughs> That's my bad French right there. <laughs> Do not worry, my friend, mon ami. I can't even. I, I'm sitting here trying to, in my head. How how can I do a French accent? It's terrible. I can't. I'm not. In my head, it sounded terrible. Right. <laughs> I just so. went with it. Um, 
Ron Perlman does not speak French. <laughs> <laughs> no, he learned it probably phonetically for this movie. And he was the only American on set. Yeah. But he learned all his lines and delivered them without error. In commentaries and interviews, however, he insists his French was bad. It sounded good to me. It sounded good to me. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, they were as, broken sentences, a lot of it, or very yeah. simple sentences, but... Like, as a non-native, it sounded good. Oh, yeah. But, his It sounded really good. So... That's good. And that yeah. is, isn't it? It's so good. Um, uh, last but not least, in the DVD commentary, Ron Perlman said, out of everything he's done in his acting career, the scene where his character attacks me at under the influence of the octopus scissors was the one he hated the most. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to beat on this baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he he does beat the where shit out of her. Yeah, he just yeah. beats yeah, the shit I out of her. I was kind of uncomfortable Backhands her and she too. goes flying. Yeah, she does, he does was, beat the shit out of her. I was very uncomfortable. Um, Caleb pointed this out to me uh, yesterday, and then I went looking a little bit for it. Um, this movie mm. has a video game for PlayStation 1. You are shitting nope. me. No, it came out in 97, and you play through the movie, basically. And here's a little bit of it. So you play me... Uh, it starts out with, like... Dari getting kidnapped from uh, with one, and the cyborgs come uh, stealing him in, and then it goes into. Can't manage it. Uh, it's an old PS1 game, so it loads a lot. Yeah. I know. I'm just cracking up because I re- I was yeah. giggling because I remember that. So yeah, so there's the octopus. Yeah. And then you play me at. That's creepy. I yeah. like it. So that would be fun for an Oculus. Yeah. To kind of get into that world. Mm. I wish. <laughs> what if for the Oculus game though you played as one of the Cyclopses? They don't sound very French. No, this is no, the, no, no, no. You can you can play it in English, French, Italian, or Spanish. Nice. So the, this, of course, is the English dub. Blood. Where was the little? Ty- are they typing? Look, I need some help. I don't know. I don't know where the sound is coming from. I don't. You. You know. So yeah. What is that? That's your problem, Keith. Do it yourself. Oh yeah, I remember like when you had to open doors and like into the next scene. And then to it load. took like yeah, it took forever to load. And then we're all. We're I used to love these games though. Yeah. We are a long way from Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I think it's kind of backwards, though, that the game came out for PlayStation first and then MS-DOS, because that's a step back, I yeah. think. <laughs> but, yeah, so there you get to play it. Yep. That is so cool. So, yeah, that is the video game. I would play that. I'd play that today. <laughs> well, that brings up something interesting, just just as a side tangent. Um, so I listened to this podcast called... Um, Get played. It used to be called "How Does This Get Played," but they changed they changed formats this year. And one of the things they were talking about is that because legal rights issues with games, we're losing games. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. classic games that we grew up playing, you can't buy anymore, and you can't play them anymore because there's no way to play them. And realistically, these are are almost. I mean, really, they're lost works of art. Yep. Right. And so, and then a lot of these companies don't want people to. 
emulate these games, and that makes it to where it's even harder. Right, because there's because I, I and it's a it's a question of like I understand copyright, but again, if you're not going to use the property or make money off the property, if you're just sitting there. Why is the game? Why why yeah. are you not letting this game be? Which and, and so there's a lot. There's of games a specific out there, company. Including that, this one. Yeah. This is a game that you know you can probably get on as an emulated yeah. game. I mean, you could um, probably it's find it. You can't do I, it. It's you could probably find it free because a lot of DOS games nowadays you can just find them. Right. I mean, because DOS games are a lot of DOS games are some of the major lost games nowadays because people just who plays DOS right? You know? Other than me lately, I've been playing <laughs> X Wing. Uh. Nerd. nerd. <laughs> you are a nerd. I love it. <laughs> but, like, I mean, but. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, with how hard this game would be to find. I think, do you, I re, my favorite DOS <sighs> game I think remember playing was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And this would have been in 89 or mm -hmm. 90. No. On I a computer. Like, I remember playing that because I was I dated a guy who was a huge, huge nerd, like computer nerd, and yeah. you know, he'd have it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had just missed the DOS era of PC gaming, but I played a lot of PC I, games. Where I did too, where, and I, a lot of mine were like point like point and click adventure puzzle games. I yeah. I, I had consoles. And then I got my first computer in 95. So when this movie came out, I got my first home computer. It was a compact Passario. Mm -hmm. I remember those. I had one. All one unit. Can yeah. monitor and, yeah. and then the thing. I remember And um, it was not a very good gaming computer. However, I did play uh, a lot of Sierra yep. games. and um, well, I like Quest for Glory. and My first computer was the Commodore 64. Ooh, see, I never had okay. any of that stuff. I did in high school. Yeah. My, had first, that. my first consoles were a PS2 and a Nintendo 64. Nice. Uh, my I, I, my first console was an uh, Atari, and then I had an Atari NES, SNES, mm -hmm. and then I didn't get an Xbox. I got I got a PS1 way way late, and yeah. an Xbox way late, and then. Yeah, after that, I got, like, the next console, like, the year after the next console had already come out. So I had a PS3, but by then the PS4 was out, and then PS4. Your nerdum both have surpassed mine right now. <laughs> oh, well, I think next week I'm going to make you play Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, so you're gonna kick that'll be that. fun. I'd love to. I can't wait to see the horse poop. <laughs> Man, it's so gross. <laughs> I'm gonna it's feed him. I'm gonna feed the horse nasty stuff, and, and just, so he'll poop really bad. And it's just it's it's not just that horse. All the horses do it. Yeah, it's I just, know it's, it's gonna be great. Uh, it's terrible. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> um, this movie uh, was budgeted eighteen million dollars. It's domestic. The U.S. first grossing weekend was only thirty four thousand. Domestic U.S. It was only one point seven yeah. million total. It opened December fifteenth, nineteen ninety five. Um, there are. Uh, it did not make the top. Whatever. No, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> We're not playing that game. I'm so, kind of sad. So it, you know, it didn't. It didn't make the list. However, there are five movies that did that okay. weekend. Uh, so can you name the top five movies of December fifteenth, nineteen ninety five? I had just graduated high school. Toy Story. Number two. <laughs> yeah, I was about to. say. I said that for Justina. Justina. So well, she's not I, here. I knew Toy Story was ninety five. Right. I, I didn't know. Which when. is funny. I, I was pointing out earlier is you know. With Stephanie was out of all the weeks, Justina the best. <laughs> is this is the 1995 year and she's not here for she's it? She's not here, and that would have been fantastic. So. I'm trying. Okay, so 1995 was the year that Jack was born. 
So let me think what might have come out. Pulp Fiction? 94. That was 94. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it, it, it ranked uh, in the yearly because it, okay. it was late 94. It came right. Out 95. So um, I don't remember. Yeah, like I did I you took uh, the only one I, I was give me thinking a hunt. of. All right, so number give me a hint. I mean, not a hunt, but a hint. <laughs> give, me a hunt. <laughs> give me a hunt. All right, n- let me hunt this. An All right, hunt. Um, give me an Ethan Hunt. Number five is a terrible remake of an old '40s film, I believe, starring Greg Kinnear and Harrison Ford. Ooh, I don't know what film they were in together. It's it's a terrible it's a hey hey it's a remake that should have never been made. I um, okay. Hold okay. on, was that? Um, is the film that it's a remake of considered a classic? Uh, is it is it the uh, a name of a woman is the title? Yes. Okay, I know. I'm. It's right there. Yeah, it's, What's the name of that woman's name? Um, she may also be a teenage witch. Sabrina. Oh, Sabrina. I remember, I remember it. Thank you. It was like I, it was right there. It was right there. Number four. Is a Steve Martin sequel, uh, which is also technically the the the, the sequel to, of the, the this movie is is a remake. So it's a remake. Pier- sequel. The, um, the um, this has to do with uh, was it Parenthood? No, Parenthood's earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but good thing you're right area, right area. Yeah. Um. um uh, the sequel is hook is that um, both his wife and his daughter are pregnant. Oh, Father, Father the, bride. the Bride, Part Two. That, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I, I thought Father of the Bride, but I wasn't sure. Number three mm-hmm. is a Michael Mann movie. All right. <laughs> I know. So we'll yeah, that sure. one's yeah. It was. It's probably the Michael Mann movie. Okay. It also is the. Um, it probably has one of the greatest. Diner scenes or restaurant scenes ever in any film that is between Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, who are both technically not in the same scene. They filmed it several times. Was that Goodfellas? No. no. Okay. No, no, no. Was it Casino? No. Uh, uh, both of those heat? are Scorsese films. But good. Heat. Okay. Well, heat? I'm just thinking. Heat. Heat. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen Heat. Heat. Heat's going Heat's on the list. By the way, such I need a good. To see that. Yeah. Oh, I love gangster movies. You'll so. like Heat. Val Kilmer's also in it. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. Yes. You you will like Heat. I will like Heat. It's the first. It's it's the first film. It's actually the second film with De Niro and and Pacino. Yeah. But it's the first film that they're both acting like, together, and there's a big scene in it yeah. where they're you know, De Niro plays uh, a criminal. Pacino's the cop after him, and they're having mm-hmm. this confrontation, conversation, and in, in a restaurant, on a diner, uh-huh. and they shot all of Pacino, and then he left, and they shot all De Niro, and they left, and so they're together, but they're never together in the same scene. Can I? Why? Just I, how they I filled guess it. Film, probably schedule conflicts. That's how they filled it. Filled it, but that's crazy. It's, but it's one of the most well acted scenes you'll ever yeah. seen. It's nice. So the tension is it's it's, it's real. It's like see. I, when you when you said you know most famous and I knew the time what year wasn't right you know restaurant scenes I'm thinking of when Harry met Sally, Sally. yeah <laughs> which is a little bit earlier yeah all right number one is a Robin Williams classic okay so ninety five I'm trying to think Mrs Doubtfire that's a little earlier but good mm-hmm. good good okay good, good, you're close uh, Awakenings uh, that's actually earlier okay Hook. Um, that's I think later. that's 93. You're getting closer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Need another hint. Um, Good yeah. Will Hunting. 
that's afterwards. This one, yeah. Jesus. Uh, um, hold on. Robin Williams is Oscar for this. This is not an Oscar winning worthy film. Uh, okay. okay, can you give me? Is a there hint? a sequel to this one? There are two sequels to this. Jumanji. 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 Okay. Jumanji. Yeah, that was in my head, and I wanted to confirm it with one more hint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the top five movies of 1995, the year. The year. The year. Okay. Uh, one of them, and only one of them, we have mentioned before in the previous segment. Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy Story is number three. Okay. So. Um, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I'm thinking because it was later. Yeah, because. Yeah, no, so, Pulp Fiction was 94, but it was in the end of 94. Yeah. And it, it ranked in 95, but it didn't rank in the top five. Okay. Like top That's what I was saying. It might have ranked, so. But um, good, good, good guess there. Hmm. Uh, let me think what else came out. And uh, Let's see. You want to go from, let's do from five. Yeah. On yes. So, yeah. Uh, n- number five is a Jim Carrey sequel. The Mask too. No, 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 no. Son of the Mask was in the 2000s. And also not Jim Carrey. It, yeah. That's okay. uh, Jamie Kennedy's in Jamie that. Kennedy, there you go. Yep. Okay, well, it was terrible anyway. Um, oh, um, uh, what's the one where he's a, a pet Is it pet Ace detective? Ventura? Ace, Ace Ventura, Ventura 2, when yeah. nature calls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four is a Disney movie. Let me just back up for a minute. How sad is that year when something like... Ace Ventura is in the top five. But it was huge. <laughs> like both yeah. films were like ta- monsters. At that time, like at that time, Ace Ventura was such a big right. Yeah. But like, you look at it, was it part now, of the like pop culture. Really stuff. I mean, it was. I mean, okay. I mean, Kerry had that big run. I mean, was Ace Ventura, that, Liar Liar, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it was like during that time, all of his films were like so quotable that that it was just that right. right. A I'll Disney re- movie. Yeah, I remember um, Ace Ventura though. Him bending over and talking with his asshole. Trying to remember because it was. All right, so um, ni- uh, n- uh, trying to remember f- what Disney film not, came out. Ninety four is a Disney movie with a Disney princess. Aladdin. Ninety two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mulan. Ninety seven. Golly, I'm. R- I need to. What's the and, one in the middle? Then? And then like there was um, Pocahontas. Yes. yes. There you go. Pocahontas. Yes. Pocahontas. And number three is Toy Story. Yes. Right. Number four is a Tom Hanks classic. It. Um, he was also nominated for this one, which for best actor, it is his third in a row nomination, and the first one he lost in in that run. So he won for Philadelphia, and then right. he won, wins for Forrest Gump the following year. He's nominated for this movie for and, and thought he was going to win his third, but he did not. Hmm. It's a Ron Howard film. Okay. Yeah, it's not Castaway, is it? No, Castaway is yeah. way later. Late. That's 2000. Way, I know. I'm like. What did he do that was a good movie? Has has lot. probably one of the biggest catchphrases of the 90s. I'm trying to think. Hold on. <laughs> That's three. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on, Tom Hanks. So it was after Forrest. Yeah, Bill Paxton's in this film as well. Oh, it's the um, uh, Apollo 13. Apollo yeah. 13. Houston, we have no a problem. problem. <laughs> yeah. And last, but certainly not least, <laughs> is... Um, Hold on, make sure I get this right. It is the third? Yes, the third of this franchise. It stars Val Kilmer. Oh. Um, I know. Has, I think it's... Is um, it Batman Forever? It is Batman Forever. Oh, there you go. I was about to say that I think the soundtrack is better than the movie. The soundtrack is good. I have... Well, this, that's where Kiss from a Rose comes yeah, from. Yeah, I have this. Yeah, I actually, have, I actually have the soundtrack. The soundtrack's good. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Val Kilmer hated being in this movie. Oh, How no. can you imagine? 
Uh, Hated it. I am upset. It has one of the best deleted scenes that would have built on the Bruce Wayne character so well. It's well, the it's uh, the nightmare scene where with the giant bat. Oh. Um, there's a nightmare scene with a giant bat where it's like just Schumacher was like, I need a giant bat. Well, it's, <laughs> and it's supposed to like build on like Val, like Val Kilmer Batman's like fears and stuff, and it, it would have been great character development, but they just I guess they scrapped it. And that's it. he got so irritated with all of that because. You know, he's very much into acting. He mm-hmm. wants to be, he's a very, the acting is what's so very important to him. And he said that once you put the suit on, A, you can't move in it. No, it's, it's, it's like he said it yeah, was that's been so terribly uncomfortable. You can't move in it. And then B, you're, you're covered. And so you can't, you can't act. I mean, it's like, it's basically you're delivering lines in a costume and he yeah. hated it. And anything that required, you know, anytime he was out of the suit as Bruce Wayne, they kept cutting that kind of stuff, yep. and it just pissed him off. Yep, I just saw because on... they didn't solve the they didn't solve the the costume problem until Batman Begins of like the neck. They didn't solve that problem until then. Yeah, basically, you're doing this. You know. Yeah, it's and because like... even Michael Keaton complained about that same issue, like. Yep. And now, and now it's mostly CGI anyway. So yeah. there's there's a suit, but you know, I can just do it with dots. But at the yeah. same, I think that's a pro anacon because you know you lose the physical of the suit, but it's a pro because now you can move, do, move and, and do what and you need to do right. your stuff. So um, speaking about Kilmer, I saw on AMC Plus, and mm-hmm. I gotta watch it. But um, the documentary about the making of uh, Doctor uh, Moreau. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that! <laughs> he talks a lot about that in his Val documentary. That, that film is so. Oh. So what I had heard is that the direct the original <laughs> what, I, what I had been told the original director was fired. Yep, and then he ran off into the woods yep. and just hung around quietly, sneaking on set to watch things. Yeah, and I'm like, so this documentary covers everything. Brando's a mess. Oh yeah, yeah, no, He's, no, no, yeah, because Brando was the there was a lot of drama with the first director and Brando. Well, and and Brando. the fact that Brando just didn't show up to film until oh yeah, like, a lot of the scenes you see with him and his little and his little whatever you call it yeah what what were those things called um there's a word for it they talk about it in the yeah. um, Boba Fett all the, the time litter the litter yes yeah. when he's carried around in his litter there's several scenes when there that's not Brando that's someone else oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. He, because he showed up late. To set. He, or, or wouldn't show up at all. And yeah. like Val Kilmer was a huge Brando fan until this movie. Absolutely. And it was one of those is yeah. like, you, know, oh, you don't want right. to meet your so heroes. Brando being as brilliant as he is, is a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah. And so my, my favorite my favorite one is this, is that uh, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> so they, they... You want more, Caleb? Uh, yeah, just a little uh, bit. They get him for Apocalypse Now. And he shows up. He's overweight, so they have to show to shoot him in shadows. He doesn't know his lines. So there's literally scenes where he's talking to Martin Sheen, and Martin Sheen has his lines taped to, tape to him. Uh, yeah, yeah, you need this. Yeah, yeah, you'll need to cut. Yeah, you'll need to cut it. So, um, yeah. So there's there's literally his lines taped to his chest. So he's reading his lines from Martin Sheen's chest. <laughs> And still knocking it out of the park. I mean, yeah. even reading them, it's still Brando being awesome. That, yeah, but... <sighs> yeah. So I, I really he was wanted... just lazy. He, That's yeah, what it like was. After he would have been even... I mean, yeah, because after... I forget what... Like, the God without the Godfather, I think his career would have slowly died. Yeah, the Godfather kind of picked him back up. 
Cause, Top cause, movie in 1972. Cause, yeah, because a lot of people were starting to realize his... Be, like People were realizing his onset behavior and realizing the kind of guy he was, and they didn't want to work with him. And then Godfather comes around, and that kind of saves him. And he, and he actually kind of behaves himself on the set of The Godfather. He's not a dick on that one. No. And then he gets, you know, gets the Oscar nom or the win. And I just got a brilliant idea. For my upcoming... Monumental birthday in May. We should have a Godfather party, a gangster party. Everybody has to come as That'd gangsters, dressing up as a horse head. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite um, Xbox 360 games. The, oh yeah, the, the video game is so good. Because because in the video game, you you play a character who basically does all of Michael Corleone's yeah. dirty work. Basically, nice. all the so, all the background stuff in the film, that's your character. That's you. So, like, you're the one who goes and kills the, the horse. You're the one who sneaks. There's a mission of you sneaking the horse head and putting yeah. it put in the producer's bed. There is a... Um, the end during the baptism scene, it's right. it, the mission is you, you're killing everybody. You're killing everybody. So now when I watch The Godfather, I'm like, that was me. I'm going to didn't shoot that guy. I shot that guy. I, I, I shot it. That's me. I did yeah, all I had to drive around real quick so all around New York. and I, yeah. <laughs> I want henchmen. That's what I want. Wouldn't that be great? And that was all, Well, that was another good fun part about that game is that you would get, as you got better, you would get to hire people and be like, okay, you follow me around and while we drive around so, and do nice. stuff. So, confession... The 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 Godfather was the first game I spent real cash on, like you know, like 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 real money on fake stuff, right? Real yeah. money on fake stuff on extra stuff because now you know, yeah, I bought the game, right. but then there's there's it's you know EA made it, so EA's yeah. like. It's also fun fact: Brando's last performance, yeah, is in that, <laughs> game. It was in that video game, yeah, but um, because they used the archive audio for a lot of it, and then well, no, they used everybody except uh, they got everyone back except um. Uh, Pacino. Pacino, they couldn't get back. That's and right. The yeah. reason, and, and they, they asked couldn't him, even. They couldn't even get his uh, his visual. They had to just. Get, no, no, he he's fine. But Pacino, the reason why Pacino didn't do it was he said he didn't sound like Michael anymore. Yeah, and it's true. He didn't sound like no. Michael anymore. He didn't sound like yeah. seventy two Michael. But they, anymore. but they also couldn't. I think there was also an issue getting the rights to ha- his look as well because you have to, you know, buy the the visual rights when you do video uh, games. If I'm not buying, if I, if I don't get, if I'm not getting Pacino for his voice, I'm not buying his, lo- right, his lightness rights anyway. Yeah. yeah. But he gets, they get Hagen and, and yeah. Sonny and, uh, um, and Vito. And so yeah. it's, it's fun to, it's fun. It's, fun, awesome. it's, it's fun. Um, and why be so like uppity about not, I would be like, hell yeah, use my likeness for the movie or for the video game. I That'd think it was cool. a cost thing. I, I, I honestly, I don't even know if I would charge a lot for it. I mean, I'm like, I think it would be cool to have my face all yeah. over the video games. D- there is Do that. it. Yeah. It's like, and why it's, not? It's something, I already the, have... it's something the fans appreciate because fans love well, when Well, the thing is, Al Pacino doesn't need the money, so it's not hurting anything. It's a, it's, it's a Godfather video game. Just let him I use mean, your face. Yeah, I mean, it's the man who was willing to let Adam Sandler make a coffee pun out of his name so right that's what i'm saying <laughs> I, uh, come on now but i spent real money to buy the, the best henchman in the game you have to pay for yeah and so i bought him early and so me and my henchman just went over just laid waste in new york city it was great <laughs> okay so here's my thing if i ever make it big and you make a video game out of me i will be reasonable at my cost so you know <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to keep you Her guys. Her famous last words. <laughs> I'm, ser- I'm serious. No no, 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 no. Yeah. I respect that. I respect that. I'm going to be double my price. <laughs> I'm going to be re- very reasonable. Which I want everybody like to bucks. play my character. <laughs> everybody can be Stephanie. Every- the lady of libations. <laughs> the lady of libations. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can be the lady of libations. 
It'd be great. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, this because uh, everything right now in my life revolves around Red Dead Redemption yeah. Two, <laughs> which um, I want to play now. The, the, there's alcohol in the game. Yeah. <laughs> is there now? Yeah. yeah. yeah there's, there's actually an entire scene that it's very important. Yeah, but there's a uh, alcohol's a, a there's a, mane- a mechanic called dead eye that allows you to slow time and you can sh- like target your guns and shoot people and so it looks like right. it's like bullet time for 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 the Matrix. Right. Um, to fuel that, you fuel that with alcohol. <laughs> nice. So basically, you get drunk and you shoot up people. Oh, I love that. So. Um. So, two weeks, my husband and I have made a uh, an agreement, a bet. I, I don't know if it's a bet or agreement. <laughs> we did this last night that we are going, starting tomorrow, two weeks with no sugar. We're just cutting out sugar. Not bread, not carbs per se, but sugar. So, you know, sodas, which I don't drink mm-hmm. anyway, but right. Jamie does. Um, um uh, flavored creamers in your coffee, my Starbucks because it has sugar. Right. You know, st- anything that has sugar in it, which means no wine for me, which is what I drink most of most of the evenings. Which means no rum for Jamie because it has sugar yep. in it. So I probably will not be drinking for the next two weeks because my options are limited. Mm-hmm. You know, I could do like vodka and soda or whatever. Why? Because he, so he has read some, he's been on this health kick and he's read this about cutting out sugar, blah, 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 blah. And it's one of those, well, I bet you can't do it. Oh, I bet you can't do it. No, it's one of those no, things. Sugar's terrible. Trust me, I know. Yeah. So it, it, that's how it started with a, you, know, you can't cut how, out sugar. However, you can't cut out however, sugar. So we're both cutting out sugar for two weeks. Sugar's we, like a drug, though. So it's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not wise to cut sugar. It's, it's wise to taper it off. Yeah. So and, if and also, tapering it off, like, but since you just did this yesterday, you haven't been tapering off. So you're going to have a miserable two weeks yep yeah so when we podcast next sunday we'll have to you talk about how bad there's gonna be like <laughs> you're be gonna have like headaches and you're gonna be grouchy i'm, and I'm gonna make just gonna make cookies it'd be great <laughs> oh god you're an asshole <laughs> you're the one who brought the death of me after <laughs> also what does that mean for your drinks are we just gonna not have wine then um well next week is a cult meeting, is a cult well, meeting yeah so, yeah so that's at least one week where you don't have to worry sunday, about it yeah you know by the by the evening it'll be okay okay um because so Art Walk. So she timed this out pretty good. Art Walk <laughs> is Friday, and I always go with Angela. And, you know, we always start at Post and do happy hour at Post, and I we drink Prosecco. I can't do that. I'll have to drink, like, vodka and water or vodka and soda, which is no fun, which means I'll probably have a drink just, you know, socially while she's drinking Prosecco, and I'll be like, okay, I don't want this, so let's just move on. It's gonna be sad. I it's gonna be so you. sad. I I, I, shots. I could do shots, like of just vodka <laughs> or whiskey. I could probably do whiskey. Yeah. I just can't do like rums. The fun. The, the no the, mixers. The good drinks. No good drinks. I don't do a lot of sweet drinks per se, but my my drink of choice at home in the evenings is I like red wine. You know, just to wind mm. down with red wine. And well, Kayla's the f- fruity drink king. Yeah, so yeah, he likes it. Well, so I mean, my my husband is too. Yeah, he so. likes the fruity yeah. drinks too. <laughs> but I'm glad you like my death in the afternoon. Yeah, it's really good. Well, it's good, but it's not necessarily super sweet. No, um, 
I'm okay with that because I've had absinthe before, and I think absinthe's all right. I do, too. I drink it traditionally with the sugar cube and the, the whole thing. I drink it like a man. I drink it straight or in, or with champagne, and that's it. Yeah. I don't need no damn sugar cube. <laughs> oh, but you do the whole thing, so it won't turn this color unless you... I don't you... care. <laughs> I like it with the champagne. I just want it straight. It's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. It's delicious. I it love is it. delicious. Yes, that's why I knew you would have one. Mm. I'm like, Scotty's gonna want one of these. So this is my first drink of 2022. Was it that? Was it death in the afternoon? So that's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. You had some scotch, you know, not too long ago when yep. you got when you became a Scottish a, lord. A, a Scottish I, lord. Can I become a Scottish, a Scottish lord? lord? But we call it Scotch lord yeah, now. Right? Yeah. So and you know to celebrate that, I have not. Well, you are the Countess of Frankenberry. Um, it's not Frankenberry. <laughs> she is the Countess of Frankenberry. It's Falkenstein. Sure, Frankenberry. Yeah. Falkenstein. Right. I, I heard so Frankenberry. Who's the Countess of Chocula then? <laughs> Justina should I'm going to whip all y'all's asses. Oh, in a minute. that's it. So she, so Justina's going to be the Countess of Chocula. <laughs> Frankenberry. <laughs> I hate you right now. No, you love us. It's Falkenstein. No, I'm Frankenberry. <laughs> if I have to be Scotch Lord, you have to be the Countess of Frankenberry. <laughs> Scotch Lord is way cooler sounding, though. <laughs> we don't pick these roles. They just fall. They just happen. They fall upon us. <laughs> they just fall upon us. Uh, it's like nicknames. You don't get to choose them. I never had a nickname. I never had one either. Scotch Lord is not a bad. Did you one. ever nickname going up? Uh, yes. Would you like to know what it is? Yes. yes. Of course. <laughs> My uncle gave me this, and then, therefore, all my cousins gave it to me, and then it leaked into the school because I went to school with some of my cousins when I was younger. This is elementary school. Stephanie stop sign because oh. they said I was so ugly I could stop traffic. Ooh. Yes. That's not going to give a kid a complex. It was awful. Oh, I did. I, I, I mean, it was awful. Oh, I, bet, I can oh, imagine. Yeah. Awful. Stop sucking. And my stop. asshole uncle started that as a joke. Yeah. Stephanie's a terrible, sign. terrible joke. Yeah. So, I, that. And I, then Lucy um, was the nickname. Oh, how'd you get Lucy? Lucy, because my father said I acted like Lucy from Peanuts, and so okay. he used to call me Lucy. Ah, yeah, I can see you're with the uh, mm-hmm. psychiatric. <laughs> Uh, lemonade stand. How about you? Uh, I had no nicknames. Uh, the reason why I didn't have a nickname because everyone think, assumes my name is a nickname anyway. I mean, uh, yeah, because it's yeah, it's Scotty. Scotty. Yeah. And so everyone call, so I had the opposite. I had growing up, everyone tried to call me. You Scott. didn't have any bad like t like like a Stephanie stop sign kind no, of name. No, you know, and these there's easy like Scotty Potties like right there. But <laughs> it's nothing. But they didn't they didn't do it. No one, none of the kids did it. Yeah, uh, I did, but I. Throughout my life, have had the opposite problem of people just trying to call me Scott. Yeah, yeah. I have my hash name I, too, which technically is a yeah. nickname, and people still call me by my hash right. name. Like yeah. that only know me from that I, that group. I guess right. I guess now I have a nickname because I tried to get CJ going for a while when I was CJ? younger. Yeah, because my middle name is Joseph, so oh, Caleb Joseph, so nice. CJ. CJ, okay. Uh, and that's kind of worked now. Now that like social media handles exist, yeah. And, right. Like, so like Twitch. People call me CJ more than they okay. call me my actual name because so, it's easier to type. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But see, I I I tend to call people about how they're introduced to me. That's that's me. And yeah. So so you introduced yourself to me when we met. Yep. As Caleb, so you just went. And Caleb. Now you're producer Caleb. Right. I like Caleb though. I like yeah. that name. So it's very Star Warsy. Yeah. Yeah, it well, is. It is now, especially. You're right. Like I'm saying, it's very Star Wars. Yeah. I like it. It's my favorite For Jedi. a while, I only had the character that got killed by Bane, and now I've got a, a <laughs> Jedi. So. Right. So now you got a Jedi. So it works out. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, no nicknames for me. At all, ever? Ever. So, Scotch Lord. No, Scotch Lord was kind of my first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad... No, it's, it's, not, not, it's not a bad one. It, it won't give you a complex like Stephanie stop sign does. <laughs> I terrible. can tell you that, that right now. Terrible. That I know, it was awful. And I was an ugly kid, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I've, seen picture, I've seen little pictures of you. Oh, no. I, there's a... You had I will face. privately show you some, some pictures of my, my really like... You know, everybody, I guess... You know how butterflies kind of are versus larva. Yeah. And then they go into this chrysalis and they become this beautiful butterfly. Well, I had a very bad larva stage. <laughs> <laughs> I but I'll I have to show you pictures. Because it's, it's weird because I have seen you have some of the most adorable baby pictures. Baby, I was cute. So what happened is <laughs> I when I was, it was the house. What, what happened was <laughs> no. I had um Okay. What happened? You know this is making the clip, right? Yeah, this is the this clip. Is this, fun. Is this is the clip that everyone's seeing Tuesday. So this is so this is what made me really really ugly. I well number one, I have I had to wear glasses from a very young age. Um, not my baby pictures, but so I had these glasses and in the early 80s, all the glasses were like mm -hmm. like these ginormous and I had really 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 bad eyesight, so they were very thick. Period. They were thick. And as a child, so I'm wearing these glasses. And I had this, bef before this one particular time, I had this really long, blonde, beautiful hair as a kid. And at one point, my dad loved my hair. And my dad would even, like, after my shower, he'd be the one that would comb it out for me. I mean, he loved my hair. A hundred times. Well, yeah, I mean, because it would get <laughs> knotted and mm -hmm. whatever. So, But he'd be the That's one that, that would spend the time and, and comb it out and whatever. Well, my mom and my dad got into an argument one time. I don't know what it was, but my mother got pissed off at my father. And to spite him... She took me and had my hair cut. And when I say cut, oh Jesus, oh, no. was it like a your hairstyle? Oh! I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like oh. literally, I had the boys. Oh, so you were like you were coming back from a little affair? So yeah, <laughs> so cut it all where oh. I had like super short and and the feather. It was so awful. you get a, this butch do with, yes, with with these with giant these guy big guy. giant. Yeah. I look like okay, yeah. the chick from um. Um, Stranger Things. That's oh, Barb. 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 Yeah, the, bar the Barb. But bear. I was younger. But I looked like, like Barb. A little Barb. I would look like a little Barb. No lie, I would probably picked on you too. It was <laughs> awful. And, and, and then to top it off, my mother would dress me and stuff like Hawaiian shirts. Oh no! <laughs> I swear to God. So okay. Uh, so so. <laughs> I have a picture. Please let me be able to share this. <laughs> Uh, the picture? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'll ever let you share the picture. So we're 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 because we're all friends. Here. I don't yeah. know if I'll ever let you share the picture. I will show you the picture, and then when you see it, you'll be like, "Oh, I can't do this to you." I, I guarantee it. It's that bad. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. It's that bad. We're all talking. About, I think I'll I find think it though, and you'll and you'll see it. But there's a picture of me like somewhere wearing a Hawaiian shirt, like a school picture with the glasses and the short hair, and then I don't mean to laugh at you, but good God, yeah. You were listening <laughs> so nice. <laughs> it was so bad, guys. It was so bad. I mean, and so I was teased relentlessly. I mean, like for so long. Like I was bullied, teased. Mm. Oh, it was I, awful. Yeah. So I, anyway. I remember my third grade school pictures. Um, we, um, 
this was the year our the year before for our school had burned down. Oh shit! And so we were in um, going to school in churches in the neighborhood. That's scary. And so they drove us. They they bust us over to the what was left of the main building to do our class photos right. or class or our, our individual pictures. And you know, I dressed up and it looked nice, and I was so proud of what I thought was my smile and everything at the time. <laughs> And I, I felt, and this is me at third grade, so I was eight. I thought I, I felt, and I quote, presidential. <laughs> <laughs> My third grade self said presidential. Okay. Then I got the picture back, you know, a month later yeah. or whatever. And so, yeah, I'm smiling, but my lips are kind of curled up, like, onto my teeth. <laughs> and so I'm like this, <laughs> this kind of, like, this poor child was born, like, in the woods and doesn't understand human oh beings. Oh, my God. Like, I can't like, wait. Like, to- it's, it's like, like, he's never smiled before. This is his smile. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. But, I, felt, I can't wait to show you my Stranger Things Barb picture. I felt Just so wait. presidential, and then that showed back up, and I was like, maybe maybe I'm not running for president. That's okay. <laughs> How about you, Caleb? Any awkward phases? Um, My whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm still in the awkward phase. I mean, I'm currently, I need to find a new uh, hairstylist because I'm starting to get that mullet look, and yeah. it's not great. Party in the back. Yeah. Party in the back. No, yeah. Business in the front, baby. Well, you got those pretty curls, though. You can like that's that's the problem, though. I don't like my curls. They get they they get too much to handle after a certain point. And no, I, just, I think if you put enough product in them and just let that stuff go, I don't you like could product, be sexy though. like Jason Momoa with his curls. I guess you know you got <laughs> You just got everyone. To you just have to put product in it so it doesn't get frizzy. You yeah. know, so you just kind of enhance your curls instead of yeah. like you know. This is the hair care awesome. portion of the cult. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. He, I like the curls. Yeah. Uh, Girls I, like the curls. Yeah. I didn't really have curls. I had waves. I don't, my hair was wavy at, at, at times. You've got some thick hair. I do. I've got some thick hair. Holy yeah. crap, you've got some thick hair. Uh, it's, you know, my favorite thing in the mornings now is like Facebook. Facebook will be like, here's Facebook memories. And... They show me stuff like when you had your long hair, my long ass hair when I was in college, and just like the just obscenely long ass hair. I loved Scotty's long hair. It was. I want him to grow it back, and he won't. No, it's it's. It, it was amazing. It, it was a time. It was amazing. It was a time. It was amazing. I I thoroughly enjoyed it myself, but it was a it was a time long gone. Ah. Uh, um. So let yours grow, Caleb, and put some product in it. It'll be great. Since I can't do it, since yeah. you can't do, do it, it, I guess I should try. I need I need to see some long curly wavy hair like Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry they called you Stephanie Stop Sign. Yeah, I would that's I, I would like to be big enough to say that I wouldn't probably do that in school, but I know me. <laughs> you, you totally would have joined in. Uh, I, <laughs> you would have been that asshole. Yeah, because I was an asshole. Uh, because I was picked on, so you you know when there's someone else to be picked on, yep. you join in because it takes the target off you. Absolutely, it's absolutely. A, it's so funny because people ask me now, like you know, because later this is when I was younger, so later I took up martial arts and boxing, and and I'm just generally aggressive sometimes. And like people ask, why did what got you into that? And it's like, let me tell you, <laughs> um, I I I was the quote unquote crazy kid in school. I threw fits. Mm-hmm. And because I had anger issues, yeah, you did. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was terrible in school, and um, but again to deflect, we had a 
we had a girl who was very lovely, and there was nothing wrong with her, but her last name was Sewell. And so we just kept calling her Sewer. And, oh. and, and, like, the fourth grade, terrible, terrible to her. Kids yeah. are terrible. Man. Kid, yeah. But, yeah. It's like... It's 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 funny. That's how we learn to be human beings at first by being a terrible one. And you have to kind of learn to deal with stuff like that. It, it really, I mean, it, I had a I really really hard few years. Those were mm-hmm. really hard years for me. But I mean, it teaches you to like deal with shit. I guess right, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is what I did. I hope she's better for it. But but God. I was I was a sm- what made it worse is I was like a very intelligent kid. So I was nerdy t- of what was considered yeah. nerdy. Yeah, yeah, you're a smart kid. So it was it was it was pretty like, rough. Yeah, because even if you're not into what's considered nerdy things, if you were smart, that was it. So by the time I got into high school, like so you know middle school and well. From the fifth grade through the eighth grade, my parents made me be in the band, and they made mm-hmm. you know. Would you play? Uh, clarinet. I hated it. So it's like a long. No, no, run. Anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, it's talking. so bad. It was so, <laughs> I went through a really hard period because I could. But by the time I got into high school, I you know was allowed finally to explore who I was, mm. which was. Um, I went through a like I shaved a side of my head. I went through a punk period. I went through a metal period. I went through anything but like nerdy. Even though I was in all AP classes, still you know making making the grades. But my my look, you know, I made sure it was anything. Caleb, did they still have AP stuff when you were in high school? Uh, yes, AP. I actually took uh, AP science at one point. Oh, nice. You. I avoided AP classes like the play. All my classes were AP. I took AP um, history, Eng- well, the big ones, AP history, English, and science all the way through high school. Oh, I didn't take any of that stuff. I was yeah. like, that seems like a lot of work. It really <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't think it was. See, that's just the difference with me. It was yeah. easy to me. Right. Um, I, my problem so, in high school was I was too creative to, to care about like education. I was I was like I'd, I'd just write stories all day. I was uh, yeah I got in trouble for drawing a lot and I got in trouble for stuff. talking a lot. That was my big you? thing. Yes. <laughs> you, yes, passing notes and talking. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Uh, and, and I drank a lot in high school, which was I mean I did. I mean I had a lot of um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Death in the afternoons. Um, um, self, uh, yeah. When your self-esteem issues, uh, yeah. you know, based on all the like other stuff. Yeah, I, I had a lot. I've always had a lot of self-esteem issues, and by the time I was in high school, I was. I mean, I was drinking a good bit. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't start. So yeah. if I had, yeah. and I still made, I still made like super good grades and like in AP classes. So I always wonder what could I have achieved had I not started so, drinking. So it's funny. Um, I didn't drink. Um, my 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 whole thing was D and D. And I, oh, was, I played that too. Yeah, you know, so high I so I, I did nothing but D and D in high school and was terrible at, at high school. So <laughs> I didn't do any I drugs did. until I was in college. Yeah, I, I didn't do any drugs. I, until, I haven't done any drugs, but didn't drink until my twenty first birthday, and I didn't <laughs> get to do D and D until uh, college. So Aww. my twenty first birthday rolled by, and I went, <laughs> "That's cute." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, See, I, 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 I like again, you know, I wasn't drinking at my twenty first birthday, so what a thing. 
My mom oh, oh. was the one that used to let me have throw parties. I was the the in high school. Yeah. I did everything I could to be the cool kid because of all the other past issues. So I would have parties at my house, and my mom would let me have alcohol with my kid, my friends. Uh, so I'll share this story, and then we'll go because we were running. Yeah, a yeah. I'm sorry, episode. but uh, I will share this because uh, it is not about the t- 21st birthday, but it's about an 18th birthday, which wasn't mine. I have a friend who who will name nameless or a high school friend. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't seen him in a very long time, but we hung out a lot in high school, and he turned eighteen before I did. And so I was hanging out at his house on his eighteenth birthday. And what we decided to do for his eighteenth birthday was drive to um, Fairhope, no Daphne, Alabama, because we lived in baby. Mm-hmm. So we drive to Daphne to buy him his very first Playboy. Uh, and so we had to go and find a gas station that had what that had a Playboy, <laughs> but we bought him a Playboy. I magazine. didn't know that was hard to find back in the day. Yeah, we couldn't find him, and so we had to find a Playboy at this gas station. And that you know he had, to, but he was yeah. so proud to show his ID to get his Playboy because yeah. you know you could buy Playboy. I had a similar 18th birthday experience. My I had a friend um, that I was really good really good friends with back in the day. He was a little bit older than me, like a few months. And her parents owned a um, greyhound farm, so the racetrack was right. a big mm-hmm. deal. Like, so for my 18th birthday, um, they all took me to the racetrack where I could legally bet. Oh, okay. and like you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then afterwards, they threw me a surprise party at Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> for the people who weren't 18 and couldn't get into the oh, racetrack. Yeah, oh, so adorable. it was great, but it, just as a joke. But, but it was to, fun. so so side note to this day. Uh-huh. When I drive through Daphne and I see see that gas station, you I'm think like, of the Playboy. It's the Playboy gas station. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't see as a, a as a female who didn't buy Playboy. I didn't know you had to be eighteen for that. Had to be eighteen to buy yeah. pornography. Now you can get it for free on the web. On the web. Yay for the internet! <laughs> Woo. <laughs> uh, I think that's a great note to end the show on. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I first of all, I want to thank you for the death in the afternoons. I will also s- apologize for the next show, which will actually air before this one. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna get through my Star Wars life. You'll be fine. <laughs> I bet you. You've only had one, yeah, and I'm, I'm lit. Yeah, I'm. I'm which I'm, is I'm, crazy. I'm is how fast the these first hit. One. Um, be careful of these audience because yeah. oh my god. Oh my god. Very dangerous. Uh, there's something I say. Oh yes, this is Scotty <laughs> saying. This is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Bye. Yay. All right, before you don't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'd forget.